0: Travels into the stars.
1: And today on Talking Travels and Other Stuff, I'm talking to Lizzie Cork, who's the CEO and founder of Conservation Ecology Centre and Wildlife Wonders in Victoria, Australia. Hey, welcome to the pod. Um, I'm really interested to know about your Conservation Ecology Centre. Where are you situated and why did you choose to kind of start it there? Are you based in the area?
0: so th- thanks ever so much for having me yes we, we are Conservation Ecology Centre is based in just the most stunning location um, we're right at the heart of the Great Ocean Road at Cape Otway and it's a beautiful place, we're surrounded by rainforests and woodlands and beautiful coastlines it's a really, yeah, just spectacular place and we, we love being here so when you, uh, this is
1: intriguing for me, so Cape Otway is that the name of in the in area?
0: The name of the area is the Otways, right. and um, it, it's actually n- named after a, a British admiral, I believe, who, who, has, who never visited the region. Um, but it's, it's actually the lands of the Gatapenu, um Kiriwurrung, Gulajan, and Wadawarong. And um, it's yeah, a, a very, very special place There's lo- lots of species that still survive in this region Which have been lost from other places So it's a particularly important area for conservation Cool. And, um, and obviously also a, a very, very popular tourism destination Because it's really special
1: Fab, yeah, yeah, I've heard of it, yeah um, And so you founded the project in 2000, so more than 20 years Can you tell us a little bit about um, CEC, the Conservation Ecology Centre?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the CEC's purpose is to generate knowledge to nurture country and we work to, so to applied research to fill those key knowledge gaps that are really necessary for Im- improving land management and, and bringing about conservation outcomes. Um, so by having the, the right information to make the right decisions to bring about sustainable and effective conservation for some really threatened species and very, very important ecosystems. So it's all about building a, a healthy and resilient landscape. It's such exciting work. i sorry, I can't even stop talking about this. It. It's <laughs> so exciting. And one of the really important things that CEC does is bringing together that landscape-based approach. So there's, there's National Park, which is managed by Parks Victoria, and there's Forest Park, which is managed by the Department of Environment, Land, Water and Planning. And then there's absolutely incredible private land as well which is also a very high conservation value in in many cases so working across the landscape to bring all of those together because the the threats don't recognize the boundaries and and threatened species don't recognize those boundaries about that that really coordinated approach is really important for sustainability and, and real conservation
1: it's ongoing isn't
0: it Absolutely, that's right. Very, very much so.
1: The ecosystems just
0: flow into and depend on each other. So yeah,
1: sterling job. Oh, <laughs> um, <thank> so, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just you know, where, what's going to happen when the earth goes? Oh my god. Um. So do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So um, <laughs> do you work with volunteers? And um, how are you funded?
0: We have the most amazing volunteers, and they help us in all all sorts of ways. Um, We we have a couple of annual volunteer events, things like the Big Owy Tree Plant, where more than 100 volunteers come every year, and they help us with uh, restoring the woodlands of Cape Otway, which is really critical koala habitat. Yeah. Um, They also help us every single week with um, managing the land at Wildlife Wonders. Um, managing the, the weeds and keeping the paths just perfect for our, our wonderful visitors and um, they also help us in in a range of other ways so professional services um, providing pro bono support which is absolutely invaluable and things like um, financial management and um, legal legal support and corporate advice um, and our board of course are entirely um, are entirely voluntary cool so um, they're, they're amazing we just couldn't couldn't do what we do
1: without them. Oh, that's good to hear that there's so many passionate people that want to um, give their time. Never know, I might come over and volunteer one day. <laughs> oh, oh yes. it! Lo- oh, wow! Yeah, it's a long time since I've been to Australia. Um, so, and um, <laughs> oh, um, and then twenty years ago, so in two. No, hang on a sec. No, beg your pardon. You were awarded the Medal of the Order of Australia in 2020. For service to conservation and the environment, that's amazing! Congratulations! Um, so, just you, very much. That, yeah, <laughs> wow, woo! <laughs> um, so, <Very> <laughs> does that give you hope that um, that Australia is kind of on the up and taking care of the planet? Does it? You know, give
0: you a bit we, of inspiration? We certainly have a long way to go. A- Australia is blessed with incredible natural beauty and extraordinary natural assets. Um, I I think by and large the Australian community uh, uh, appreciate that and and understand that we have a a role to play in um, keeping this planet sort of healthy and resilient for future generations. Um, Over recent times, it's been very politicised. I think while we all agree that that nature is important and beautiful and and necessary, um, the whole idea of climate change has been a really difficult one in australia just it seems m- more political here than in, in many other places um which is a real shame mm-hmm. um i think we're getting there but i think we still have a long way to go but we're certainly seeing see a change of language um amongst our leaders which is really encouraging mm-hmm. and um i think that the recent changes in the states and and the, the change in in um, direction and and um the impetus there is yeah, re- really helpful for the rest of the world, and certainly Australia seems to be taking
1: note. Yeah, because you've got so much to protect as well, and you know the landscapes. Absolutely,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Things like the Great Barrier Reef, which we're just going to lose without real, very um, substantive. Um, work around climate change and reversing the effects of that crisis. Mm,
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. So how did you start? How did you get into it? Did you study it?
0: Have you always been into wildlife? I I did. My my background is in zoology, but my interest began a long, long way before that. Um, I was born in the UK, actually, um, into a family of nature lovers. But in particular, I had this amazing great aunt, great auntie Marge, who was just an amazing lady. She, um, she founded a school just outside London and her whole approach to educating children was um, about having them connected with nature and, and understanding and, and appreciating and feeling comfortable in nature. And so I, along with many, many other children from, from West Lodge School, um, have, have just benefited from that so much. Um, she used to come and visit us. We lived in, in York, and she'd come and take me on nature rambles. We're going on a nature ramble, oh, is wow. what she used to
1: say. Somebody who knew what they <laughs> were pointing out. go
0: off across the moors and find all sorts of amazing things. But also, she, you, know, you didn't need to have a place like the North York Moors or Australia for her to find nature and, and, um, and teach. Um, you could be walking down a street and find a little feather, and all of a sudden there'd be a, a lesson in, in nature. <laughs> It was really wonderful. Just finding beautiful things yeah. and, and, um, and a sense of wonder in, in anywhere. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, poor Marge was very upset when when my family moved to Australia and you know, missing her great nieces was um, yeah was something she was very sad about. But in in sort of true Marge fashion. She said, okay, you're, you're going to Australia. This is this is what you have to do, is you have to learn everything you can about Australian wildlife so that when I come to visit, we can go exploring together.
1: Oh, which amazing. Which is just such a,
0: a lovely way to yeah. sort of set us up to
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh. Set
0: us in a, a new place. Oh, it's that's really, good. Really
1: lovely. Lovely.
0: And, um, and she did. She came to visit lots and lots, and that was really, really special.
1: Yes. Um, and
0: we always really looked forward to Marge's visits. Mm. um she actually she died when she was 85 but she was in the midst she she still lived independently and she was in the midst of packing her bags for a a trip to australia
1: oh man wow Really yeah. wonderful. Yes. that so I'm five, I'm packing my
0: batteries. <laughs> <entry-of-day
1: laughs> <laughs> oh, have you planted a tree or something? Does she have a kind of um oh
0: absolutely, she is yeah. everywhere. Oh, yes.
1: Oh. I like the sound of Auntie March. <laughs> <laughs>
0: really, really wonderful lady.
1: Yay. Oh, and mm-hmm. another that leads on very nicely. Um another wonderful man that we've um we've been talking about um the art director uh, brian massey from the hobbit
0: yes
1: you're involved how did he get involved he's that's quite a cool brian
0: so but brian was the art director of the hobbit films and greens master of the lord of the rings and he was also the landscape designer of hobbiton in new zealand and we had the the concept for wildlife wonders but, but knew that we'd need somebody with an incredible creative vision to, to bring it to life. And um, we went to New Zealand on a, on a research trip and went to Hobarton and were lucky enough to meet Brian and um, have a chat with him about the project. Mm. And he, he just really liked the idea, which was wonderful and um, came to Australia not long after that to see the site and, and discuss, discuss what, we, you know, what we're thinking and he's, uh, he's, he's been amazing to work with, um, his whole sort of guiding philosophy with this project has been you know, if, if I've done my job right you won't know I've ever been here and it really is like that. The paths twist and turn around the trees and um, yeah. it, it just feels like it's been there forever. Um, he, he's yeah. very, very, just skilled beyond imagining at working with nature rather than you know, carving yeah. his way through it. Oh, that sounds and incredible. beautiful. Yeah.
1: Would you, if, if the opportunity came, would you, you lend it out, loan it to a film set again or is it just kind of you're preserving it and you don't want that amount of people there or...?
0: anything like that? It so, certainly could be, well, while it's, it, it, I, I guess that's the, that's Brian's incredible creative talent, Is it's just perfect, but also it's been built to be very sustainable, so mm-hmm. guided tours he, head out on, on the site every day, and, and, and it, it's been designed to, to cope with Many visitors, but not feel ever like it's a crowd.
1: Ah, cool, cool. So it always
0: feels very secluded and very calm and quiet and lovely, and and, and walking through these beautiful woodland glades and ferny ferny gullies. Yeah. Um, But but yes, it's it's also the 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 pathways and the infrastructure is also very robust. It's it's designed to um, to stand up to 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 all of that visitation and, and be safe and a lovely place to be. It's wheelchair accessible and Um, So done done very carefully, so it feels very fragile, and it it is, the the, the, um, ecosystems that it's weaving through are, but um, but the infrastructure itself is, um, yes.
1: Yeah, it's there to last. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's very clever.
1: Oh gorgeous, I can see your lovely doggy there Yes (laughs) Oh beautiful He's come come to help He's going to say hello and that's actually, I was going to ask Now, what other wildlife can we expect to see in the park and kind of around the
0: First of all, I need to ask Teddy. Teddy's actually a retired conservation detection dog. Oh. And, um, yes, he says he has to have a little bit of air time. Okay,
1: right. (laughs) He's beautiful. I'm not surprised.
0: Well, he's retired now. His previous role was um, searching for scats of the endangered tiger quoll, which is the largest carnivorous marsupial left on the Australian mainland. Wow! So he's a very important puppy. Oh my
1: goodness! <laughs> God, an, an old man now. Oh, he's adorable. <laughs> sorry.
0: To, yeah. to get back, back on <laughs> the, the animals at Wildlife Wonders are that, that they live sort of freely within a protected habitat area. So there is a, a fence which is um, very carefully designed to be as uh, out of sight as possible. But it keeps the animals within the site safe from foxes and cats. So while they're they're free to roam across the site and choose their own habitats and their own nesting sites and um, forage for food naturally, um, that they are are protected there. So that means for our visitors that there's a chance to see wildlife that you just wouldn't see outside that fenced area. Mm. So certainly there's the kangaroos and koalas and there's incredible bird life. But there's also some of those more elusive species which are, are really impacted by foxes and cats. Things like um, southern brown bandicoots and long-nosed potteroos and eastern bettons um, and, and more small species as, as we go, but also a number of species which have been lost from, from this region and still survive just in, in places like Tasmania that don't have introduced foxes like the paddy melons. Wow! Um, so it's a really special, yeah. special opportunity to see that the ecosystems of the Otways as they should be, as they used to be, and, yeah. and, and also as they could be again with the right conservation investment.
1: Lovely. And are the animals scared of these visitors, or do they have much to do with them, or?
0: It, it certainly depends. There's there's some animals who live at Wildlife Wonders who are completely relaxed about visitors. So mm. koalas, for instance they're not worried by visitors and they do their thing in the trees um we also have some emus who are very curious yeah but there's other species which are very very shy and elusive and the things that you you know more about where they've been and what they've been doing from the signs that they leave behind and so that's why the guides are really important because mm. they can see a little digging by the side of the path and and that they'll know if that's a potoroo or a bandicoot and be able to explain that to visitors and the role that those animals play in the ecosystem and how that f- flows on. For, um, for instance, um, potteroos dig lots of little holes and they, all, and they while they're digging they're foraging for fungi. And um, the, the fungi, that they, they spread the spores of the fungi, which then propagate around the forest and the, the hyphae of the fungi interlink right throughout the forest and, and it's... Because the more of them. we're understanding about it, yes. the more we're realising how very important that is and the way that trees communicate and all sorts of incredible wow. things. So very, very important. Yes, um, another world. But it, it's with the, the insights from the guide that, that visitors can learn about all of that. Mm. Our, our visitors stay on the path with their guide and, and the animals have, have the run of the place. Yeah. So there's very much choice in... in whether the visitors see them, which makes every glimpse of every species really special. Mm. And um, but also from a welfare perspective, it's just lovely. The animals have complete choice of mm. yeah. how much they are seen and interacted with.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, would you? Um, is it advisable to get a guide, or are you able to kind of free roam because you've got your your forest walks and shipwrecks?
0: Can visitors find those on their own? Are the signposts things or? But that's right. Well, at, at Wildlife Wonders, all of our tours are guided. But right across the Outways, there's all sorts of amazing opportunities for both guided and self-guided experiences. Um, the nice thing, and for, for example, some, something like the Great Ocean Walk, which is a 104-kilometre walk from Apollo Bay to the Twelve Apostles, which is just beautiful. Um, and if visitors have been to, as, as a, just as a, an itinerary example, If they've started their visit um, with with a trip to Wildlife Wonders, there's a chance to learn so much about the landscapes and the signs that you might see along the way and then to go and do something like a leg or the whole of the Great Ocean Walk to to apply those learnings on the way and have a much deeper experience. Guides in the region who know the area incredibly well and can share those secrets and sort of help people get below the surface of a place. Yeah. Um, a bit the history of what was going on with that particular shipwreck
1: and um, it's yes re- really yeah. really special yeah it uh, sounds like I an
0: amazing area I mean oh, it really
1: is. yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of animals are um, heading for extinction what's what's kind of you really need to look after and how are you helping
0: Australia has a really terrible extinction record. We have more species, um, or more species of mammals have gone extinct in Australia in the last 200 years than any other continent on Earth. It's a really dire situation. Mm. Um, We certainly, as a country, we're very aware of that and that there's some really good projects going on to address that across a a range of organisations and government agencies but definitely we need to be doing a lot more the the threats that drove those other species to extinction are still at play and certainly still impacting on on species today Mm. um yes it's a really big it's something challenge yeah but one that we need to be taking very very seriously once a species is lost it's it's lost yeah and um all of the um, relationships and interactions that that particular species has in the wider ecosystem are, are gone and it just leaves the rest of the ecosystem more vulnerable. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. being
0: able to sort of Keep all of those pieces in, in play is really critical. And, yeah. yeah, well,
1: that's why there's people like you and your volunteers in your your conservation <laughs> centre hopefully spreading the word.
0: That's right, yeah. that's right. Everyone's certainly working hard, but we, yeah. Yeah. And j- j- just being busy and working hard isn't enough. We really need to have those
1: um, you know, those
0: outcomes as well. It's mm,
1: very yeah. important. Yay, good.
0: Mm. Well, fingers crossed. yes. <laughs> um,
1: Oh, and so, and based near the Great Ocean Road, do you get a lot of interest from visitors who are passing by, or um, do you have a lot of local interest?
0: Yes, I, I think all, all, all of the above. The um, region um, has, well, it doesn't feel like that. I don't want to give the wrong impression. It's certainly never a crowded place, and there's places you can stand in the Otways and feel like you might be the first person ever to be there. Yeah. Um, you're not, of course, because Millennia of, <laughs> of, of what wonderful hu- hu- uh, people caring for this country it, it, it is a, a, an area of very very high visitation so there's there's more visitors to the great ocean road each year pre-covid of course than there is to the great barrier reef and the red center combined so wow. it's a, a really popular area um but beautiful and not mm. crowded mm. um but having said that, obviously COVID has completely changed that, mm. and we're, we're just locals hanging here at the moment. <laughs> and um, we're ever so grateful to our local community for their support of Wildlife Wonders. It's it's a really important project because all of the surplus from Wildlife Wonders supports conservation programs across the region, and so it it can't fail. Like yeah. <laughs> it just can't. <laughs> there is no choice, and. Um, Opening a project like that in February of 2021, I'm not sure we could have chosen a worse time to open. <laughs> but our, lo- our local community have been amazing and have sort of in- ensured that it will keep on going. Yeah. And um, there's many of them who pop up for their you know, their, their regular morning coffee and oh, things great. like that, which is really nice. Oh,
1: lovely. And, um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and
0: yes, if they're you're doing a, a, a great job of keep, keeping keeping the doors open, and yeah, and, and if you're living project.
1: in such a beautiful area you want to keep it lovely that's yeah. right yes yeah. so we,
0: we, we couldn't do without them we're very grateful yeah they'll certainly be the key to keeping wildlife wonders ticking until um, until our international visitors can return
1: i mean we do a beach clean in brighton the locals you know it's quite well, nice it's just
0: funny. not not
1: kind of on your scale but
0: <laughs> every little helps <laughs> oh, it does, absolutely. And oh. and the, the wonderful people that you can meet at things like that that's really you good know, yeah. find You've
1: lived down the road for for years and years and yeah. not caught up and then no. all of a sudden you're yeah. picking up litter alongside each other and yeah. it's yeah, really special. Yeah, although we do it as a silent disco. <laughs> so oh, they, give you wow. <laughs> know, they give you headphones.
0: <laughs> so you're just
1: kind of bopping along That's up. a very cool idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> oh, oh finally, Lizzie, you've been amazing. Um how can how can the listeners <laughs> get involved? Obviously because they can't visit. Is there anything
0: yeah. I can do. Oh I think that there's um okay, you're you're right. We, we we can't see each other at the moment, but we can still hang out together like this, which is really lovely. Um I think signing up to the newsletter is a lovely way to, to stay in touch and to, to know what's going on and um visiting the website is 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 lovely. They're beautiful websites. Um so conservation ecologycentre.org and wildlifewonders.org.au. But also, I think just for, for all of us getting through COVID and, and yeah, just st- staying connected through this time with each other and and with the world is yeah the, the best that we can be doing right now and and really important. I don't think we can underplay the importance of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh well, I think you're doing a sterling job, and Australia's oh, such you
0: a. Too. I love... God,
1: <laughs> <country>. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! Well, listen. Well, hopefully we'll then um, catch up in person one day, and I'll meet Teddy. wait. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, really good oh brilliant! To it. And thank you for your time. No, no problem at all. Thank oh, you. lovely. Take okay. Care. Take care. Have a lovely okay. evening. Bye, Sarah. Bye. Thanks. Cheers. Bye, bye.
0: That's all, folks. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. What's on? Coming. Following a first-class darling I think I might Don't worry, she doesn't fight